right, everybody. Welcome back to the Performance for Life podcast. This is your co-host, Jake Laspinato, with my man, Chris Leone. Chris Leone. And today we have a very special guest, and I want to share a little bit of the background of how I met this very special guest. And I actually met him on his podcast when he was first launching it. He had me come on for an episode and immediately after meeting him, I knew this guy was going to be a brother for life. He's one of, after getting to know him more, he's one of the hardest working people that I know. And he's so hyper-focused on his mission. He's determined and he never makes excuses. He always takes ownership for everything. He's disciplined. He's an entrepreneur, an audio engineer who actually does our podcast editing for us. And he is a podcast host of his own, the Waking Up From Work podcast. He's a marathon runner, and I believe he's training for a triathlon. We'll, we'll get to that. And on top of all this stuff, he is a husband, and he still is working a nine to five and crushing it. And this man inspires me, pushes me to do better and be better. It is the one and only Dave Swillam. Dude, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. It's definitely weird, like working on your podcast and then being on it. Shout out Brandon. Yeah, like, He's going to be like, yo, who the hell is this, dude? You do not pay me enough to hang out with me like this. Oh, the, like editing, editing the other stuff. Yeah, he edits my podcast, oh. and now he's going to listen. That poor bastard's going to listen now me on your podcast too. Mm. He's a good man. He's a good That's man. Awesome man. We've never met Brandon or seen him. I only know him through his email address. So shout out to Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, hello. He's a great human being. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being here. This is actually really cool, too. And this is our first podcast. So Chris and I have only ever recorded virtually. And this we're actually all in person right now, which is really cool. And I'm really excited about. So I wanted to start off with you, Dave, sharing a little bit of your story, just how you got like what inspired you to get onto this like entrepreneur journey and start being focused on something that's a passion. I mean, it seems like to me and what I understand, you're very passionate about audio engineering and producing and things like that. So like what inspired you not to just have that as a hobby, but then actually take it into like a career? So for me, like, I think that there's like two different stages between those. Like, I think I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur or like just at least living off of my own, like very young. But I think that there's another specific time period where I actually did something about it. If that makes sense. Like I knew in school, like back in high school when my parents were like, all right, you got to go to college. And when we're pushing to like find a thing to go for, I knew that like I just wasn't finding a lot of things that I wanted to do. And and I had already been recording bands and people when I was in high school. And I was like, all right, if this is a major and I have to go to college, because at that point, that was just that expectation and thought, then I'm going to go to college for audio and music. When I went through the program there, I couldn't afford to go to Berkeley. I went to just a state school and the program was all right. I was really good to push me as a musician, but not so much like as an audio. So I started interning at recording studio and record labels and working at live sound venues, like all, you know, weekends in the summertime to just do a lot more experience with it. When I got out of school is where like, I'd say about two or three years out of actually getting out of school. It's like, 
a lot of factors come in. I'm sure everyone listening can feel these things, especially from our time where like a lot of things I think weren't all my ability. Like I came out of school, my car was breaking down. It was like literally catching on fire on the highway. If I drove too fast, I had no money. So it was like, when I got out of school, it was like, before I can think about like a passion for me, it was like, and really quick, sorry, I'm like either not looking at one of you. This is a large table. (laughs) There's no hate here. I just straight up like, (laughs) I can't like look this way. You mean you can't cross your eyes? (laughs) I've got a lazy left with my contacts out, man, but I don't have that power over it. It tells me what's up. (laughs) So like when I got out of school, I wasn't focused on my passion. I was just like, how do I get a car that works? How do I live somewhere that's not like my first, my first place was like a apartment that was built in Meg's mom's house and it had zero windows. So I was like, how do I get into a place that has sunlight that doesn't mess with my head? How do I get a car that works? How do I like start to do things? So I was just working. I got a sales job. I like probably within three months was in the top 10 in that in the Northeast. Cause I was just hungry, man. Like I just needed to make money. So I'd say maybe two or three years out I had been still like recording bands and people like that, still like playing with my own music. But I was I was really just trying to dig out of things before I could buy or do a lot of investing. Year three is I, I, you know, I got my first home. I got a puppy. I had my wife, you know, that I had finally married that I was with since that that whole time. And there was a period of like, all right, now I'm comfortable. Now, like mm-hmm. I, I can afford th- these things and I'm in a really nice place and I'm comfortable and there's a routine. And it was really nice because I, I was planning to open a business, but I don't think that I had like a fire underneath it. And then my wife, she decided to change things up a lot and that kind of blew our life apart. And I think ever since that time got blown up, I had no normality for so long, but I had experienced what like comfort was. So I knew the things that made me comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I was just uncomfortable for so long. That was like a time that I think actually started like doing it like huge actions, like big, big movement towards it instead of just like knowing that I wanted to do something. Yeah. Sorry for such a huge long explanation, but I, I think like, it's not the same for me. Like I, I didn't just know and inherently just do the things. Yeah. It was like, I knew that I wanted to do the thing, but like normal life rained down on me. I don't think I did anything about it for real until that kind of blow up period. Yeah. There's also something to say that the, the, the passion of, of whatever you wanted to do started to kind of bubble up, right? You say fire, right? Some people call it fire. Some people call it whatever, but there was a, the, the passion got to you enough that you made that decision, right? To start your own business and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, right? What did that feel like that feeling that that passion, feeling that hunger for what you wanted to do? It felt like for me, like in a creative business, I feel like the lines are even more blurred than like a typical business even because so many people will do like a music or recording and they'll lose thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and not even blink at it because that's just such a passion project. Mm-hmm. So I think like, I was like, if I, if this is going to be like that comfort, like I just remember like a normal thing, like get home from work, go check the mail, get inside, see my wife and my dog. And like all of those made me really happy. Mm-hmm. But then there was like something where I was like, I'm not going to be able to turn this. This isn't going to be something different for me in the rest of my life. 
other than this just one piece that I like in my day, if I don't like the rest of it, to actually turn that from like a passion to a business, I need to like start thinking about things the right way. And like, mm-hmm. how is that gonna gonna happen? So I, yeah. I think like I was always out late. I was always going random places and doing whatever I could to be involved with it and to like press it. But I think that there was like a gear change between like, all right, right now, if I do nothing different, this is always going to be just a hobby. Mm-hmm. But if I can start thinking about like my time, my value, like how I do this is like a process, like things better at that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like there was, because I guess how I want to say it is, so you were working your full-time job, right? But you were getting more into like your, what do you, would you consider it like recording or producing? Like, what is it considered? Yeah, it's super all the above. It depends on like what part of the process that you're in on it, but like recording and producing, like producing is really like you have more in a hand, more of a hand of like writing or choosing instruments and things like that. Like say someone has, you know, like recording only would be someone comes to me and they have their full song exactly how they want it. They know all the lyrics and the chords and everything. And they say, I want to make it so that I can't record this as well in my house. And I want you to record this or I want you to mix it so Kinda it sounds like a, good. like a Rick Rubin or something, you know? Isn't yeah, he, Rick Rubin's a crazy He's like producer. the real deal, right? Isn't yeah. he like the guy who's, he's like yeah. the one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or Sean Puffy Combs. Oh, shout, Wait, out, what? shout out P. Diddy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, what? I was like, no, I was like, what does he do? <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, he's a guy I met. Old friend of mine. Yeah, old friend of mine. So so going from and I know like I already kind of know the answer, but I kind of want to share this because I feel like Chris and I talk about this on the podcast a lot. And I mean go into different areas because little side blurb here. I was telling Chris before earlier, before you got here, Dave, like how you were like so what are we going to like talk about? Cause like, it's like the performance of life pod for life podcast. So like, I'm not really like in the health and fitness. And I was like, Oh, don't you worry. And like, that's the whole idea of our podcast is like performance for life. And it's not just like, it's not just health and wellness, you know, it's also about like following your dreams and, and developing as a human being and going through the the journey of life and, and navigating through it in a in a healthy way or just it can be anything. And I feel like, you know, the discipline and the commitment that it takes to start a business, I mean, that in itself is like takes a lot. It takes a lot of like getting over fear, a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainties. So yeah. it's like for you, do you feel like that fear, was there a point where like you were like, okay, this is getting real and I, I kind of have to decide on like if I'm just going to leave leave a job and pursue? Because wasn't there a time where you you left a job, one of your sales jobs, and then you weren't, you weren't working? You were only working on the business? Yeah, there are a couple of times. There was like when my wife decided to go to vet school yes. and we had that house and everything like that. For people that don't know, like vet programs, they're like, they're so, it's so competitive. You can, it's so hard to get into the programs. And so like when she decided that is basically like if she was going to get in, she had to go wherever she had to go at. Mm-hmm. And so the, the place that she ended up getting in was in Tennessee in the seventh poorest county in the U.S. So when we looked at that, there was nowhere for me to work within a two hour radius around there that earned oh anything that could could help me with what we had for expenses and stuff at the time. So at, at that time, it kind of like blew apart all my creature comforts. Like Mm. we sold our house, 
we bought a house down there and then we renovated it and we got tenants in there with her. So that, that way roommates, you know, yeah. to split the bill and, and make a little bit of money to help that. So that was probably like a month where I had left my job at Verizon that I worked for five years at, you know, mm-hmm. I left that and I took a month off to just renovate mm-hmm. with her and help her get settled in. And then I came back to work at a startup and then I got fired from that job seven oh, months right. later. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for two months just doing audio I, I, before I got another day job. Which I don't know how, how this man got canned. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I was, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like... Like whoever whoever fired him, like dude, that was this dude's gonna take over the world. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, the reason why I say that is like what you bring to the table is so important, and no one really looks at it, right? Everyone wants to start their own podcast and do all this all this cool stuff, right? But when it's really time to start a podcast, like there's mm-hmm. so much that goes into it, right? When we talk infrastructure and standing the thing up, yeah, that we just don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have and then there's people like you that does know. Right. Yeah. And and so that brings so you have there's so much value <laughs> in knowing someone like you. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So whoever fired you is like, you know. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, I don't know. I, I honestly, when I got fired, it was like. No, I won't go into it a ton. Yeah. It was just like, it was such a toxic place for me to be at. Yeah. I straight up was like, all right, cool. Is there anything you need from me? Like, what else do you need? Like, <laughs> Was it a technology, right, technology startup? No, no. It's like a, it's, it's actually a company that had been running for a long time, but they mm-hmm. were like, never had a sales department or marketing. Uh, okay. Never existed. Okay. It was just like, I, this is my business and I do the thing. Okay. And so it was like a startup in terms of, I was marketing and sales department gotcha. that had never existed for 20 years. Oh. And I had to start up all that program yeah, yeah, yeah. and ended up getting fired from, I, I think it was just communication was not coming to me and yeah. an expectation that was in, in that person's head. Yeah, of yeah. Like you're supposed to be doing this thing yeah. that I've never told you or communicated in any way yeah. and you're not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ended up happening that way, but it, it honestly worked out for the better. And I was just like, at, by the end, I was like, I'll figure it out, man. Yeah. Like I, I am, I'm good. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. But it was a couple definitely. times, a couple times going back, probably three or four months of working. Yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah. Now, how was that time? Like, how? Because I, I know we've ha- also had conversations on that where, like, you've said, like, you know, there's no, there's so much uncertainty. You know what I mean? Where like, there's been these moments where it's just kind of like, I'm going all in on this thing, and I don't really know what's going to happen. It, it might work. I'm, I'm taking action on it. It might work. I don't know if it's going to, but how have you been able to process that kind of fear or maybe even that kind of doubt like with with starting your own business? And because I feel like uh, the average individual, you know, there's a lot of fear just in life. You know what I mean? Like there's so much, even little things, you know, like Chris and I were talking about earlier, like the fear of death is such a big one, you yeah. know, and it's like, and a lot of fear that we have as human beings is somewhat derived from the fear of death. And it's like, you know, so people right. on a regular basis have anxiety and are, are scared to even just like, you know, I don't know, um, simple things. You know what I mean? I can't even think of an example, but how did you cope with that? Like what, what were some strategies that you used to, to work through that and, and move forward? You're saying at that time when that stuff was going down, or you're saying like, I mean, I time? guess, I guess in general, I'm kind of just now kind of flopping back out of what we were just talking about. I just mean more in general, like how have you been able to, to work like and overcome different fear or 
different objections or different, you know, like you got fired and you were like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm moving on where some people might be so attached to that, that one job that fired me, like they, oh, yeah, he's they, they the reason <laughs> or they're the reason I'm where I'm at, where it's like, you know, you were like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, yeah, kind of share with us how, how you work through that, you know? Well, so I'll answer it in two part because it was like very different Davids that reacted with those. So like, even though I was chill at that time about losing the job, I still was in not a great living situation where like my wife was super stressed. Like that program is no joke mm-hmm. and, 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 and has the biggest suicide rate of any doctoral program that exists is that veterinary full vet. When you go to get your doc, your doctorate for it. Yeah. It is the biggest suicide rate. So she was stressed. People there are like really, they're all type A and they're all like at each other and on top of each other about class rank. And it's just not a good situation. So I tried to like not stress her out with like anything on the home front because I was was breadwinning for us at the time Mm -hmm. because she was working. And I didn't want to really stress her out any more than I could, like, than she was. So Mm -hmm. at that time, I was living with, I rent, I was renting a room from some friends that had a house, love them to death, then love them to death now, but we live very differently and I'm super OCD and super clean. And I get very anxious and freaked out about a not clean place. Mm. And I knew that going into there that we were not on the same page, Mm. but it's very different between like seeing the rent and like what works out in like finance and life of Mm -hmm. just being able to afford this. And like being like living in the choice that you made. And so at that time, a lot of things for me for fear and for like these anxieties and like, I was definitely, I was cool with like leaving the job. I was like, thank God, but I was not cool on like the day to day because I had like this burden of like finances that I didn't want to share with my wife or anyone. So I, she would know she would, she did know, but not like the like nitty gritty, like no more than just like, Hey, this is where we're at. Just so you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I, that's actually when I started training for that's when I started running was then Uh, because I was like freaking out and I was like I have energy but I have bad energy and I have like I definitely have ADHD like I have tons and tons of energy all the time but I've learned about myself over time is I have energy that doesn't serve me it's like useless energy Mm -hmm. it like will be there and it's there for like power but it's like I picture like a you know like a a transformer for electricity or something it's like all this raw energy that's like could do something but it's like when you have it there if it's not controlled in some way it like does nothing mm. it's just like a lot of it just actually messes stuff up yeah so I was running to like just burn off energy and a friend of mine was a runner and I was like you know what I'm going to sign up for like a half marathon and that will just like cage me into doing something. It'll mm. put me into a routine again. It'll like, kind of like make me do this thing. And then that's how I went into to that. And then into eventually my marathon was all that expression through music, like playing instruments without like any trying to be better or something mm. like just playing with music. All of those were, were things for me to get rid of fear, get rid of anxiety, because I would get rid of energy from running. And then I would get rid of like emotional distress through playing music and things like that. And then I would come back at the table of whatever it was that I was supposed to do, or if I was going to some conference that I was scared of, or like I was going to meet someone I was scared of. By then I have the right amount of energy to like enter the room and I'm still like alive and stuff, but I don't have energy that makes it so I'm like scattered. And emotionally, like I already beat the crap out of a drum or something. So like, I don't have anything to prove. Mm -hmm. And that would level me 
a lot at that time. Now, I think that experience, like I, I saw so many, like I saw what it was like to have literally no money, no health care, and then like injure myself to a point where I was like, I think I have to go to the hospital and like be like, I don't think I get to go. Yeah. You know, mm. I've been to that level where I've been in that crappy of a situation. And in all honesty, that was a time where like hearing your journey, Chris, mm-hmm. I was like, I either was an alcoholic or I was like, I think I'm well on my way right now. Cause mm-hmm. this was a coping mechanism for me mm-hmm. is like, I'm not talking to my wife. I'm not talking to people about what's going on with me. That's high stress. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking a lot. And so coming to now, I remember, I, think I remember you that, telling me about that too. Like you would just go in your room and just like, yeah, get, yeah, it's not just, right. Yeah, dude. Man. It's not good. Mm-hmm. And so I think like seeing super lows and then I did end up finding things that were, that got me out of that situation, like running and music. But then now I'm just not fearful, man, because like, I know what it likes to, it's what it's like to be way shittier than I am right now. So when I wake up every day and I have those moments where things are just like fine, I'm, I'm better than I could be. So like, I'm good. Like I'm good. Even if, even if terrible shit in my projects going down, which is like higher stakes and scarier than it ever has been. It's like stuff that like, I am lucky to even be in the position to deal with this problem, to come from something like this. So now I'm just not afraid of it because I know that everything that I'm giving up right now is only for the one mission that I want to get done in my life. And if I die tomorrow, I know that I tried Mm. and I put absolutely everything into it. And everyone that has ever known me would say that I did that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm fine with, I don't want to die, dude, but like (laughs) if that happened, like I I could be at peace with it at least. And like when I wake up during the day and I have all these problems, I'm fully aware of like how grateful I should be to even have those problems versus mm-hmm. the problems I had before. So that's like yeah. modern day me, dude, is different yeah. than that time of like perspective. Perspective Damn. is everything for me. Yeah. yeah. Damn, man. That's yeah. powerful. We could definitely say that the life of an entrepreneur takes some perseverance, right? Mm-hmm. And also what I'm learning from you is on top of that perseverance comes acceptance, right? And, and self-realization because it, if we're not ready to see ourselves for who we are, right? Seeing the dark side, mm, yeah. right? And if we constantly try to push that aside and say, that's not me, then that's how we get, that's how we get into trouble. That's how we end up in the room by ourselves doing, mm. doing our thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, 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 that's really important. I, and, you know, I, I think of, I think of the OCD and I think of a producer and someone that does your work mm-hmm. fits right into it. Right. Yeah. You, can't, you, yeah. you can't be, an org- you can't be disorganized. Yeah. Right? You, can't, you can't have like files here, files there. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you'd be messing up people's work and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Putting <laughs> the wrong beat on the wrong yeah. song. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not the performance for life podcast. <laughs> no, you know, it's like, like I, like I was saying, like, People like Dave are very important. And if you don't find someone like Dave in your life and you don't know what you're doing, then it ain't going to work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. And and I want to yeah. I want to bring it back to how you used. I think this is really great. Like a couple of weeks ago, Chris and I were talking about this. You mentioned how like running, you know, because like sometimes there's that energy like that there because I'm the same way. I'm very type A, very like, oh, let's go. Like, let's let's do this thing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I have to find ways to channel that energy because if I, if I don't, then it can just turn into anxiety or it can yeah. turn into things that are not so healthy or helping just, me. Just the mere Absolutely. fact that you guys are identifying the fact that there is some kind of energy inside of me that, that is troubling me in some kind of way that's, that's like out of control, right? The wild monkey, right? Mm-hmm. 
just the mere fact that you can identify it is crazy. It's crazy because most of us can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we start saying, why we act? Why, yeah, yeah. why, why is he like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know what it is, <laughs> yeah. though? It's like a lot of people just say like, oh, I'm just anxious. I'm an anxious yeah. person. Or I just like, you know, whatever it is, I'm I'm this way because of that. Or And it's like, no, well, you might be, but you can take that energy and you can channel it Let's... somewhere else. You can, you know, for you, you brought up running became this place for you to channel that energy. Huge, and like, dude. Running, so good. It, like, I, and that's where, so Chris and I had talked about a couple of weeks ago, how like health and wellness, whether it's strength training, running, whatever kind of yoga, it's like, it can be a very good tool to help with certain things like that. And like, you know, as, as I now know from my running journey, it, it is and can be like a meditation. It, yep. It's really, yes, really dude. wild. It's yes. wild. I, oh, man, the long run days are like Dude. when you get to like three or four or five hours of running mm-hmm. and no one has said anything to you and you can't hold your phone and just get distracted and have people like mm-hmm. trying to figure things out about you. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you can do is like, look at what's happening in the environment. And then like, I do listen to music or audiobooks or yeah. whatever, but it's like, sometimes I even shut that off and I'll just run Dude. with zero noise, zero ability for anyone to mess with yeah. me in terms of the way that I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And you start getting into thoughts that you're like, I can get to this so much quicker if I run. Like yeah. I, it would take me so <laughs> long to, I would get there, but it'd yeah, take me like yeah. a week and a half to yeah. get to something. If, if I do long run day, yeah. there's just no one there, but you, Dude. you know, I ran for an hour and 14 minutes today. My, my, it was supposed to be eight miles, but I wasn't paying attention. I said, I'm not even going to look at my phone, how far I've ran. I'm just going to run and I'm just going to run. I'm not going to think about it. I'm Damn. thinking about it as a mile at a time. I listen to music for like the first five minutes and then I shut it down and I was just like, just focusing on my breathing. That's it. Just focus oh, on cool. your breathing. I eventually like, it was just like, I, I was like, I'm going to just keep going. I'm, where, where's the ultra marathon at? I'm just going to keep yeah. running. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, you know, that, that is, uh, it's, it's really important, man. And I also, so running became that for you. And did you, you found that I, I imagine it sounds like you found like you would get into that space where it was just like nothing else was there. Cause then you also have the moments, right. Yeah. Where, where it's like, you're like, Oh, this sucks. This is really, this is hard right now. Yeah. And a lot of stuff comes up there too, you know, fear or, you know, it's like that voice that's telling you to quit. And like, that happens too with, with, I feel like any, any realm of anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I feel like those, those types of things, right. Like building the, the discipline to, to run and just stick to the plan and do that. Like there's also that piece of it as well. So I feel like just uh, so I, I think the 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 I, I guess I'm just going to bring it up another uh, just one level, right? Yeah. Just the the art of the, like the physical practice and and how that can transfer over to our, our daily lives, our day to day life, right? So when we get in our physical practice, whatever that may be, right, running, lifting, whatever, yeah. right? If we focus in enough, right, out in in that meditative state. Right. It's just us. Right. Our supreme being. Right. Whatever that whatever that is, our consciousness, whatever you call it and our mind. Right. Our thoughts. Right. That's why you said, you know, I'm, I'm like five hours in it and I can like handle stuff. Right. I can I can deal with with the with the thoughts and the racing thoughts and so on and so forth because they it all slows down. Yes, mm. it does. It feels like <laughs> it feels like slow motion. 
it all slows down. So yes. then if we practice like this enough, if we do this enough, if we get into those states enough, then our work, whatever we do, right, becomes like that. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. you know, my nine to five is I'm, I'm a sales, I'm a sales engineer and I have to demo. I have to demo products in front of customers. As soon as that record light goes off, I get in that state mm-hmm. because I know I got to give the customer something mm-hmm. like they need to see something because they're here. They're here to hear my hear this story mm-hmm. and I'm here to listen to them and understand their use cases, and so on and so forth. And once I get into that flow state, it's all good, baby. Mm-hmm. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you know, you checked off all the boxes. Da, yeah. da, da. And it's just like, yeah, are you happy? I'm happy. Everybody's yeah, yeah. happy. We're all, we're all laughing at the end. Yeah. But to, to get into that place takes practice. Mm-hmm. And when you're out running, when I'm lifting, if you can tap into that, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. where success lies. That's cool, man. Yeah, I've like started focusing on like flow state, you know, like the the concept of flow state, like how do we how do you do that? Like so like running for five hours isn't necessarily conducive of like a very successful day for all the other things that I need to get done. You know, I'm pretty much out after that. It's like, how do you put yourself in a position to create flow space in Mm -hmm. a normal time like that? Yeah. That's like what all, all of these things that people talk about, it's like everyone has their own kind of like special formula, but it's like all of the things of like the ways to work physically and mentally towards like being better, the self-help stuff. It's like, I feel like all of those are just people's different ways of trying to set themselves up for hitting flow state as fast as possible in something that they're passionate about to be able to make that. Yeah. Like be, be in there with yourself in that slow motion. I feel that in music too. And I feel that in other things that I do, but it's like, I don't have always a formula of how to get it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to form it over time for how you get to that spot. Here's here's the thing is as as simple, as simple as possible. When I think of flow state, flow state just equals presence. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just just be present. So simple, but it takes a lot of work to be present. Like if you just told someone to sit down right here next to us for two minutes, be present. Listen to every single word that we're saying. Be here with us. They wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. They'll probably do it for five seconds. Yeah. 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 Right? It's it's real, dude. It's yeah. getting harder, too, as yeah. time goes. And yeah. it's like we have our content changing. Like, yep. it is no joke how yeah. hard it is to be present right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is harder. Because it's like ever there's so much distraction. It's so easy to just become distracted. Our phones are one thing. You know what I mean? And then every other thing in life. And it's it's easy to to get to that place, but yeah. that flow state, you know, when you're in that space and it's just like, that's all that is on your mind, not on your mind, but that's like, you know, like I'll be in a session with a client sometimes and I'll be saying stuff that I don't even know where the hell it came from. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, it could even be like, I had like, I've had sessions where it, we're not even talking about training and it's like, they're just going through some stuff in mm-hmm. life. And I start talking some stuff and I'm like, where did that come from? But I was just so there, so in the moment. And it's like, and then same with running or same with like being like around people that I love, you know, the, those moments where it's just like, wow, this is like, this is amazing. I was thinking as you were talking, Chris, I'm still like, this is crazy. Chris is in person here because we're, we're always, we're always on zoom every time we record. So I'm listening to your voice, but I'm like, Man, I could touch him right now. (laughs) 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 So, 
So yeah, I feel like I feel like that is is so important too because like I always talk about how the like working on ourselves physically, like as far as health and wellness goes, I really truly believe carries over into all all other areas of our lives. Yeah, I feel like that. You know, I talk about it constantly. It's like that discipline that you build through training, through through getting through those workouts that you just don't want to do. It preps you for the things that you don't want to do with work or the things that you don't want to do in a relationship or the 100%. things that you don't want to do. And it's constantly, I feel like life is, is always testing us and always mm-hmm. pushing us like, Hey, are you going to do it? Or are you going to succumb to your comfort zone mm-hmm. and just stay there? You know what I mean? And, and just like, because it is, it's so easy to want to just be like, ah, I'd just rather just like stay home or I'd rather just like eat the pizza or you know, stay working for someone. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to start their own business, but there's a lot of fear that it's comes true. along with it. There's Absolutely. a lot of moments what of if like, I don't succeed. That's what yeah. If, what if it sucks? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, I mean, yeah. I've had moments very, very recently. I was telling Chris that like, where it's just like, man, should I throw in the towel? You know, like those moments where it's just like, it's, it's, there's so much fear and feeling scared. And, you know, it's like the one thing I remind myself to do is like, I have to just take action. I have to like be, be okay. I'm scared right now. I'm fearful right now. There's a lot of stuff going on, but it's like, I have to take action in the right direction. Otherwise I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be paralyzed by the fear, paralyzed by, you know, the anxiety or whatever. So yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's a journey, you know, it is a journey. (laughs) How many many businesses are you running right now? What do you mean? As far as like, so you got your, the stuff that you do with like the audio recording, recording and all that good stuff. I I think you're doing stuff with houses, right? I do. Yep. Real estate. Yep. Okay. Okay. And that's, is that your own business? Are you doing it through like a, yeah, it's mine. I think that most of, I think that that's going to end up becoming mostly my wife. Okay, okay. But right now we do it together. Like okay. we, we started with that Tennessee property where she had roommates just with her to share the rent. Yeah, yeah. Then when she left vet school because she realized she just wanted to open up a business. It didn't have to be a vet practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when she left, we kept that and we worked together to manage that remote. And then mm-hmm. we have like an Airbnb we're starting nice. now, but Meg's going to go off and do like a bunch of different things with that. And mm-hmm. I think I'll be there helping along the way, but at some point it's going to be really become her ship okay, like all yep, the way, yep. you know, mm. right now it's like audio real estate. And then like, I, I treat my band as a business where like, I do get income from it. It's not, it's indie alternative, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not a money maker, yeah, but yeah. a lot of that, it'll be like investing higher in music videos, higher in marketing, higher mm-hmm. in things, and then getting higher returns. But a lot of it, I'll just take it and I'll even it out anyway, where yeah, yeah. I just want to keep playing. You're in a band? Yeah. 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 I was just telling, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean, man. This guy, he's a magician, Dave. He's he's, real estate. <laughs> chopping up but then on top of that but on top of that too like that's the crazy part right is you also have a job like a job not like you you have have a job job. but you have a full-time job that you work and you do all this other stuff man yeah that's my side hustle 
jobs, my side hustle. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I love that. My nine to five, my side hustle. Hey, I mean that. I mean, whatever, whatever, however you do it, you do it, man. But I do want to talk about the band. I want to ask, how the hell do you balance all of this? Yeah. Let's talk about balance. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when you have to go on a gig, like, yeah. How does that work at home? <laughs> yeah. So, right. First of all, it's been a journey in that alone where like it, it right now still doesn't always go well. Mm. And it went way, way worse in the past. Mm. Right now it's like, I am very calendar orientated. Like, like if it's in my calendar, it, it happens. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't happen. But I'm very like action orientated of like, if I have intention behind whatever it is that needs to like be on the move right now, mm. that has stuff that's going into the calendar to like make that move forward. Mm. So like very calendar orientated. And then like, I create goals for the year and I create, I create categorical I don't know if that's a word or not. Uh, <laughs> I think it is. Categorical yeah. goals. At, at P4L it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah performance. For yeah, goals yeah. in categories. <laughs> so that, that way I have like sets of things that I've put intention of like, what do I want to have happen in these specific things? Mm. And that kind of gives me like a, a broad overview of the year of like, which things do I want to get? What things done? And then look at like what makes sense for all of them. All of them have like seasons of things happening, right? Like, real estate, if I'm buying or I'm trying to rent, there's seasons of like things that need to happen there. Mm. When it comes to my band, there's certain times where it makes sense to, to tour or to gig or to record when it comes to like the audio or recording, there's certain times where in, in any business that people are Christmas, New Year's time, we just came out of it. There's certain times where innately there are people that are more chill during that time. So there's mm-hmm. times that make sense with all of it. But I guess like as an overall, it's like, what, what do I need to have happen right now and then there will be weight shifted into it so like maybe like like right now i haven't recorded with my band for a while but i finally like when i moved to a different city and i found new band members and we wrote and recorded new songs so now a lot of weight over the next couple months will go into like music videos and marketing and a release and playing shows and stuff but then in between there there's going to be time where i need to write and i need to record and like more of a chill time where it's not like a Friday, Saturday, like crazy night thing. Yeah. It can go more into like a recluse of like a one day a week or one at one day every two weeks and then playing on my own in between stuff when I'm yeah. chilling. And then maybe something else has to happen. Maybe, you know, so it's like, it's not always perfect. It definitely all doesn't have its own precedence. And there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of things where it's like, I'm fully aware if I did one thing, I could probably just like fuel all that energy and money into one thing. And then do that probably even million times better than what I do it as right now. But like the things that I do at this point in my life, they're either there for like a financial or like a a freedom thing of like how my day should run the real estate. Like I I have a lot of fun renovating and I love the game. Like I love, uh, I like all of it actually, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not like I'm doing that because I'm just passionate on that. It's like, that's a financial tool, but it's like the rest of it, you know, it's like what what needs the weight at the time. And they're all just pieces of me that like I care about. And I've Mm -hmm. decided that they're worth having in there, even if I have to shift around. So it's not all perfect, you know? So you're, you're kind of saying like, it's, it's not like you're doing every, like all the things that Dave Swillam does. It's not like every single day you're hitting all of those things. And okay. So you kind of have to break it up and, and put, put precedence to like one thing and then it's like okay the next day maybe you're focusing on something else and 
Day, no. Days of the it'll either be like days of the week or orientated towards something. Like Monday night is like my content night. Like I'm I'm updating things on my websites. I'm doing things for podcast content, TikTok content, different content. Monday night is just content night. Mm. Tuesday night will be like work on my business or like errand night. So it's mm. like do things that make things a better process and do things that are good for Dave Swillam to not die night. Like go get mm. food or yeah, yeah. whatever, <laughs> laundry, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday will be like write music or band night. So it's like make music or do something like as a play guitar or play drums or do something that's to be better at music. Mm. And then Thursday will be another content night. Friday, I'll like usually the... reserve for Meg for dates and stuff mm. like that. Saturday, Sunday is renovation. It, it t- changes though. So uh, we're going to go to Sunday. I mean, not Sunday, Wednesday. Yes. Right. I was just going to go there. You want to go to Wednesday? You want to go to Wednesday? No, I want to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go Wednesday. (laughs) Because Wednesday is like your, it sounds like it's your creative night, right? Yes. That's your creative creative night? Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 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 a creative too, right? And for me, right, my experience with creativity is I wish I could just give myself a creative day. Mm-hmm. because I probably would, would have completed two or three of my projects right now. Right. I, I'm a playwright, right? I write, I've, I've completed a full length play and I got like these other ones that I'm, that I'm starting. Did not know that about you. And that yeah. makes you 10 X cooler. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, you were already high and up he there, was, dude, he was, so. But tell him too, like you did theater. Like yeah, all yeah, I, was, school. I was, I was an actor. I, yeah. I, oh, yeah, sick. Yeah. I got to find all this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did, I did that. Right. But for me, like the creative process, right it comes in waves mm-hmm. and it's just like, I wish I could just like sit on a Wednesday and just be like, and get it all right. How do you, how do you do that? I don't always, okay. there's like, so, well, first of all, when I like those creative waves, like that is like how the creative mind works. And fortunately you can't like straight up force creative. Oh yeah. There's no way to just like yeah. press the button and like you're on the only thing that you can do is like capture that lightning in the bottle whenever mm. you possibly can. You always have the bottle on you. So like mm-hmm. I will do voice memos and I have a, I have uh like, I call them just like scrap books or like scribble pads. Yeah. So I have a stack of notebooks on my desk. The only thing they're for, they're never organized yeah. because like, even though I'm OCD, I'm OCD when I'm working audio projects, but when I'm a creative, I'm a nightmare, dude. Mm. It's like trash everywhere. It's like yeah. writing. It's not clean. <laughs> yeah. And I just write things when they come out and then I'll voice memo. I'll be in like a grocery store and I'll be like singing something and people be like, that guy's crazy. <laughs> as shit. <laughs> and I, I let it out whenever it's there. Yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday nights, like if I can channel it, great. If I can't, I can always practice an instrument. And like, that is a different part of the brain where I'm not being creative at all. I'm just like, I'm doing finger chops. I'm doing things that like would make me better as a musician. But I remember like, if I was like, I need to turn the creative creativity on. I used to rent like Airbnbs that were like very in the middle of nowhere, or they were like a weird experience. Mm -hmm. And I would just be in there. Or like when I, I would go to the recording studio, when I record an album, I would stay and sleep and eat at the studio for like four or five days and Mm. not leave and turn my phone off. Mm. So I would go places where like, it was weird. So like, it made me be like, what is going on here? This place is so weird. I'm in, I'm off grid or I'm on an Island or I'm in like a yurt in the middle of the woods. And it'd just be like, there's nothing else to do. And so I would just think about things a lot. 
like is the same thing as, as like the running thing that we talked about earlier. I would be in places where there's no electricity or there's no running water or there's no things to do. Like I just had no city to go out to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that would help me write things when I was in dry spots because like all of a sudden it's like, what else am I going to do other than just think and keep mm-hmm. thinking until mm-hmm. I create things. Right. So that, yeah. that has helped me. If like I ever was in like a, a month or two of just like yeah. nothing's coming out, I will go somewhere that just clicks everything off or clicks everything on mm-hmm. and just like changes my stimulus like gotcha. a million percent. And so that gotcha. way, like I'm off my guard. So like I can't overthink shit. It's just like now it's back to that primal, like just like whatever's happening again, mm. it comes out. So to, to kind of replay that. So the creative process is always on, right? Because you got your little books and your voice recordings and all that good stuff. Yeah. But you give yourself the Wednesday for like the construction bringing the stuff together sort of that sounds yeah i think that's accurate that makes sense yeah i love it constructing the creativity that's just been flowing because like sometimes creativity (laughs) comes total total chaos (laughs) (laughs) but it it, it comes out of nowhere like i'll get ideas when i'm like in the shower or something yeah just random i'm like oh yo i gotta write this down you know what i mean and it's they make notepads that are waterproof that work oh, in the God. shower. Just oh. so you know, that's a thing that it's out there because of exactly what this you said. Use up all the water here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be in the shower What's up with your water bill, dude. <laughs> Trying to be creative. Leave me alone. Goddamn yeah. well. <laughs> so I was. I'm. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Chris, because my what I was gonna say was super similar. Where it was like, you know, Wednesday. It almost sounds like. Yeah, you're working towards something, but you're also using it as a time to play music. It's like, it's not, do you consider it ever to be stressful or is it more, it sounds like it's more of like a a flow state thing in a way, because if the creativity is there, it's there. If not, you're just like, I'm just going to strum around, mess around and and try to get better. Like, would you consider that to be low stress? It depends. If I have studio time booked and I don't have a song finished yet that I am definitely bringing there then it's stressful yeah, because I have like a date on the calendar. Like I said, like I'll, I'll put those things on the calendar. So it yeah. forces me to do action. Yeah. So those Wednesdays will be stressful or like say I have a show and I have like a new song. I'm like not good at playing yet. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. But if I have nothing, that's like a deadline thing that's happening, but I know that that night something has to happen to go towards that. It's not stressful because yeah. now there's nothing on the calendar. that's telling me what I have to do tonight. Yeah. And I'm just figuring out whatever is the best thing for me to progress right now that's chill yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah so now kind of back to some training stuff here right are you currently training for a triathlon i knew there it was in the works it was in the works and kind of okay which is not the word that you should say for training (laughs) no 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 especially for a triathlon (laughs) i'm kind of training i'm tinkering with some training (laughs) i'm tinkering with some free swimming across lakes you know (laughs) i just hope now are you gonna are you gonna be doing a full triathlon so i after my first marathon i was like this was awesome i love this I want to now challenge myself to do triathlon stuff because I suck at biking. I suck at swimming. Yeah. So through COVID times, I found there were like three main pools that were open in Maine because they had the UV lighting mm-hmm. that I could sign up for. And I got a membership and I was going like two or three times a week and swimming. I was watching YouTube videos, but they don't allow for instructors. It's like one of the COVID rules. Mm-hmm. So like I would be there 
in this Olympic sized pool trying to do it. And like, I got, I think the form, not bad where I was swimming like a lot better than I ever have in that like free form Mm. style. Mm. But something started happening where my breathing, even like as an endurance person where like I had been running long distances and my, my heart rate and everything, whenever I go to the doctors, they're like, dude, you must be something. Cause your, your stuff is low. Like when you're, when I'm normal, you're right. Resting heart rate, yeah. It's low. Yeah. And, good. but when I'm swimming, I read it about it a little bit when you're like this way, horizontal, your blood flow is like instant. Like where normally you're fighting gravity to like make blood flow around to those major organs. When you're mm. horizontal like that, your blood flow like doesn't have to deal with stuff. So it's like instant. So I was running out of breath like immediately, like mm. constantly. And I was like, mm. I don't know what I'm doing in my form right now that is making it so that like, I can't keep my breath. But when I'm mm. charting, like how close am I to like feeling confident to like put a date on the map? I was like, I'm not going to make it through the swimming. Like mm. my, my breathing is going to wreck up. It's going to wreck my chances of even doing any damage mm. in this thing. Yeah. So I looked it up and they, they said that now in April, unless anything else changes, theoretically, I can get a coach and mm. I'm going to pick it back up again. Cool. But in the meantime, I've got like a cycling thing so I can cycle in my house in the winter and just nice. build up endurance in that for the summer. And then I started doing like not started as in like, I'm just signing the paper to sign up for yeah. a CrossFit place Ooh. to just work on core. Cause I just <clears throat> yeah. need more core and flexibility back in my yeah. like day to day where it's yeah. like something that's scheduled. So I go to it and yeah. I do it yeah. consistently. Right, man. So, yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Accountability, need which it. is huge. It's, it's, it's so huge. And I feel like, especially with an event, right? Like, Chris, as a power lifter, I feel like when you have an event that do you feel like that holds you accountable to stick to the plan? Oh, yeah. I mean, big time. Right. Once you once it's once it's on the calendar, it's on the calendar. Yeah. And you got to get to that date. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. You're going to go there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know yeah. that you're going to show yeah. up for it. You're either going to lift it or not. Yeah. Yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but there's the accountability because then it's like, if I don't do it, then you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, in a way I'm kind of giving up, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. like when I signed up for my yeah. half marathon, like once I signed up, I remember I had the, the, the jitterbugs, the butterflies in my stomach and I was like, Oh, it's on. But it was like, Oh, it's on, you know? And that's why like it's the, happening. the marathon, when I signed up, I'm like, Oh, it's, it's going down. Like I'm, yeah. I'm ready, you know? And it's like, even when I don't want to run, or train, or even like li- lift weights too. There's so many days where I just wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to work out today. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, do you, do you know who Jocko Willink is, Dave? No. Do you, you know Jocko Willink? I don't know Jocko. He's okay. He, he wrote, uh, he's written a couple books. He's a retired Navy SEAL, but he's written a couple books. He wrote Extreme Ownership. Really good book. Really, really good book. But I have heard of that book. Okay. And then he wrote another book called The Dick dichotomy of a leader or something like that. He talks about, I was listening, listening to his book, you know, it's like taking ownership for like just showing up and taking ownership. But he talks about even when you don't want to do the thing, it's like, even if you just go through the motions, you're just building the habit, you're ingraining it into your nervous system. You know what I mean? Even when you're like, ah, I don't want to do the thing. And, you know, I feel like that goes for business too. They're like, I feel like being yeah. an entrepreneur is actually like, it takes a lot of like drive and commitment because mm-hmm. it's like, it's so easy to just be like, oh, I don't have anybody telling me 
like, I have to do this thing. So like, yeah, I could just not do it, but it's like, if I don't do it, nobody else is going to get it done. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So I, I feel like that in itself, it's like, it adds to that, just lighting that fire and being able to staying committed. So kind of going back to what I was saying about having like signing up for a, a marathon or you have like a powerlifting meet or whatever, there's, there's so many different triathlon, Yeah, you know, once, once you, you punch that time card, it's like, okay, cool. Now I have to hold myself accountable to show up. Dude, it's funny that you talk about these like dates and accountability. First of all, all, I love all that. Like accountability feels like you're controlling like where your fear is instead of like your fear telling you how to act. You've set something in action that will control like where your fear is. So now instead of like, you're afraid of like what could happen and projecting what could happen, you said, this is what's going to happen. And now I'm afraid of not doing that. So like, that's what's driving me is you're afraid anyway, but like you're driving it for my first marathon. I booked it May of 2020, which obviously (laughs) is when still hell was going through. And so my first marathon got canceled. I was training up for it. Mm. And my first marathon got canceled, but I was so like, no, I'm doing this in May of 2020. And also like the running routine was so good for me then Mm. that my running partner in me is just a girl that was training to do the same stuff. So we always ran together and, and, and had our goals together and Mm. to chat, we planned a marathon ourselves and then ran it in Rose Charity ourselves so that we could do the marathon when we had it in our heads. Cause like you have that in your head, like that's the date. That's when I'm doing this thing. Mm. Yeah. I like, it was like a letdown when they like canceled it. I was like, dude, I like, I, it was game time for me. Mm. Like I yeah. have to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that you still went through with it. I had to. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is BS man. You can't you deprive how, me yeah. of being miserable. You know, how, well, well, it shows that you, you signed up for something that meant something to you because I guarantee if you right. just, if you did it for, um, for the gram, right. As the young children <laughs> would say these days, right. Like, they I was it for, doing it for the gram. I was doing it for the gram, right. Yo, you, first you of all, anyone who does a marathon for the gram, like I listen, almost got to give some respect. Damn. They're, they're <laughs> out there. They're out there though. Right. They're, damn, they're doing yeah. it for the likes. They're doing Ooh. it for all that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You would have, you would have not done it. Yeah. the 27 because you you didn't have an audience it would yeah. have been like it right? would have been wow. like yeah it would right? have just been like wow. oh it got canceled uh, oh and, and then you would have been on the gram like uh, you know uh, marathon got canceled today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm so sad da, da, da. but you actually went out you still ran right yeah. that means it came from here it came from within yeah it wasn't like some external thing that you were grabbing at to make you feel better mm. right and i would say the same like to your point earlier saying like entrepreneurship versus like training and physical fitness i think that the only way you can succeed on that like just it, they're literally linked with what you're saying is mm-hmm. like because there's no one telling you to do it there's no accountability if you don't want to wake up at 5 a.m go do your day job, get out of there at three or four, go work from five to midnight or like, like some of these, this crazy, not have weekends for a year, mm-hmm. not going all this crazy crap. If you don't have something that you actually want for yourself, you will never ever succeed at it. Like mm-hmm. long-term because like, yeah. there's just way too many times where it's like whatever in the morning Dude. and you go out and you just ran today in seven degrees. It's like, 
for you to tell yourself to do that, if you didn't want to do it, then it's not going to happen. Right. It's way too yeah. damn hard. There's yeah. no reason yeah. that you'd ever do something like that if you yeah. weren't like, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And Holy I feel like crap. it's super inspiring too, because it's like, it makes me realize like all, like you, you hear like a lot of like successful people, like whether it's like, you know, people that I look up to who are in a place, they, they're running businesses and they've done all these, whatever it is. It's like, they talk about how there are so many times where they just don't want to do it, but they do it anyway. And when you start doing that, it builds this sense of like confidence in yourself that yes. like, Oh, I just did that because that voice and, and you can call it whatever, but like, I was talking about this last week. I was on a, two of my friends podcasts, shout out to the chatty rungus podcast. I was talking about how I was running and I had to have like, it was like that devil was on my shoulder and was like, man, just stop. Or like the other day, the other morning, man, you don't want to lift today. Just, just sleep in. I had a full day. It was like, I got to be up at four forty-five Cause if I'm not, I'm not going to be able to lift today, you know? And it was like, it was like, just stay in bed, dude. You know what I mean? It's comfy. It's freaking five degrees outside. And it's yeah. like, that's always going to be there. That yeah. never, it, it, I mean, maybe it goes away at some point, but like, as far as I, I know, it, I, I don't think like, do you still experience that? Like, do Absolutely. you guys experience here, here, that? Absolutely. Here it is. Here it is right here. I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So you guys heard, you got, you've heard the story of the two wolves, right? Yes. All right. Boom. So, you so you know the story, right? So just take that same premise, right? Mm-hmm. And just, and just put it into what's happening, right? You said the little devil on your shoulder, yeah. right? You know, that's you. Mm-hmm. It ain't no devil. Yeah. That's you. you. You're the devil. You yeah, know that, right? right? Yeah, and yeah. we're also the angels, which yeah. is which is the beautiful which is the beautiful thing about being yeah. human, right? So the key is to kind of move away from that, right? Is what are you feeding? So every time we decide to stay in bed, guess what? Guess what? Guess who we're feeding? Guess what side of ourselves we're feeding? And the more we feed it, the bigger it's going to grow. Mm, yeah. the, the, the stronger it's going to grow. The less we feed it the less and less you're going to see that type of behavior happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree because it's like when it does, and I think for a for lot real. of people, it grows and grows and grows and grows. And then it's like, they can't get out of their own way. And it's really just themselves and like different. I've heard it referred to as different things. Like people say the enemy, people say it's the devil. People say it's a parasite or like whatever it is that, you know, can be like, Oh, that's the, that's the, the vibration or the energy that wants to pull me down. It's like, if we continue to feed that, it's almost like it just keeps getting sucked down, down, down. Whereas when you feed the other one, that's where, like I was saying, that confidence, that trust in ourselves yes. to, and then to, to do other things, you know, like I remember when I first moved to San Diego and I was, I was started up at a gym, I was trying to grow my business. I had a conversation with Dave and Dave's like, dude, when you get to work, do 10, go up, approach 10 different people first thing in the morning and get super uncomfortable and just like try and try and like get, get someone to do like a free session with you or something. And I remember that fear in that feeling of like, oh man, like approaching someone randomly where it was like, to me, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's, that's, that's freaking scary. But once I started doing it, I started getting more comfortable with it. And I started, now I'm just having a conversation with someone. Hey, how's your workout going? That's awesome. What are you working on? You know what I mean? And then it just becomes this, it becomes comfortable, you know, but it's like in order to get there, we have to, we got to 
stay away from gotta, feeding that you gotta one. You got to plant that initial seed. Yes, right? exactly. And then, and then refrain from watering that other seed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I love, I love how you always use that analogy. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> <I like seeds>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I, that's Thich Nhat Hanh right there. That's, uh, yeah. that, that's, that's my, he's my mentor, but he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So, you know, with all that being said, I guess I, we actually have fallen off doing this, Chris. And I thought of this earlier is we started, <laughs> we weren't doing it. Then we started to do it and then we stopped, but it's all good. We like to ask our guests at the end of the podcast, because the name of the podcast is a performance for life podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we've expressed before, like it's more than just exercise and diet. That's like, that's a, a given for us. We know it's way deeper than that. So, you know, to ask you, Dave, like, what does performance for life mean to you? Yeah. And I feel like I've heard this on your show and completely forgotten that you ask it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay, because it's very (laughs) inconsistent. (laughs) We'll get better. Performance for life. I mean, first of all, I was really excited when you guys told me about the premise of the show, because you do talk about like this whole health and whole reason for all these things, because the way that we're linking up like exercising and entrepreneurship are all these things. Like when you're working with your clients, like I've heard you talking about the show, but like, it makes perfect sense. Like we do everything for a reason. We also don't do everything for a reason. And like the more understanding of like, why is someone not going to gym or why are they going to the gym? All of those things. But like, I guess performance for life for me. And as like, I've gotten older as I've like been just doing this hustle for long enough, I'm just realizing like, when we're talking about the performance life, this whole health, this whole, how do we make everything work out instead of just this one thing so that I get to do this thing? It's really just that where it's like, first of all, journey and process. It's about like what is happening daily, what's on your calendar, what is where you're putting your weight into, like what matters and what are the things that are directly going to actions to achieve it. But it's also like, I need to be able to play this game long enough so I can win it. And if I'm not doing things right, where like, I'm not able to play the game for life, performance for life, keep performing for life. Mm. I want to be literally writing a song or working with someone or doing something cool with my wife and then drop dead the next day. That's how I want my Mm. life to be all the way till the end. I don't want to hit a time period where I've got 20 years of watching TV and then I Mm. fade away. Mm. I literally want to be doing what I'm doing and then die. Mm. So performance for life for me is like, how do I make it so that in the present, what I'm doing process journey, how do I get to do that literally until I'm gone in a meaningful way towards the things that I want to do? Amen. No, that's beautiful, man. (laughs) That's it. That's it, man. Thank you, Dave, man, for being on the podcast. It was, it was cool having you. And and now you know, you know, next time when when you ask, what are we gonna talk about? (laughs) I was scared, man. We're talking about fear. I was fearful. (laughs) Uh, We'll see y'all next week. See y'all next week.